everyone to Educated Diaries. I'm Maria. And I'm Chantelle. Today's episode 14, A Mother and Daughter's Cleft Palette Journey. I would like to welcome Chantelle's beautiful daughter, Paris, who will be sharing her wonderful palette journey with her mum, Chantelle. Welcome, Paris. Hi, Paps. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. And um, But before we start, let's, let's begin with you, Chantelle. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. talk about your journey to begin with. Yeah, um, so for those who don't know, I was actually born with a cleft lip and palate myself. Um, so mine you know, actually wasn't as severe as perhaps um, I was born with the cleft of the soft palate and a cleft of like a unilateral li- lips, meaning one side only. Right. Um, and yeah, so back when I was born, they pretty much told my mum that the reason for my cleft was more than likely that she might have um, hit her face on the side of a table or oh, something wow. like that. Yeah, so it was a little bit bizarre. Um, mm. But other than myself, there's actually no other family history of cleft palate in our family. Um, so have they sort of, is it a genetic or is it just yeah, a... Yeah, it, it can be. Right. Um, it can be genetic. Um, after I had Paris, I did do a little bit of a deep dive into maybe the why this mm-hmm. happened um, and what I can sort of kind of work out, and I don't know if things have changed since then, um, is that obviously because I have some genetic history of it, right. when I was around the eight-week pregnant mark I actually yep. got sick um I got tonsillitis so I got a like temperature even though I went straight to the doctors got antibiotics um I think it was that was a crucial part of her development so when her face was forming and that could have been a so factor did in that, did they have the same with your mum like what does she remember being sick no at the no she doesn't she doesn't remember anything and that so um oh, okay, yeah right. and that so that's the only thing is that sometimes an outside influence can actually you know um, affect it, but it is it is one of the more common um, birth defects. Um, it is right. you know quite common, more common in boys than girls, yeah. and that. But um, it just so happens that yeah, Paris and I, it's just something that we yeah share together. And um, so yeah. you didn't know that you like before Paris was born that she was going to be born with a cleft. No, so we had the ultrasound. So just just as. Um, just before Paris was born, or I, I guess just after, is when they started the 3D ultrasounds. Mm. Um, however, when she was having her 12-week ultrasound and, and those ones, the, mm. the 3D ultrasound wasn't available. Mm. Um, the technology just wasn't out yet. So um, I do remember going in and having the ultrasound and my doctor writing on the notes that there was the history of cleft palate in the family. So mm. um, I actually have the video recording of Paris's ultrasound where they zoom in on her face and type in lips and said, yeah, everything's fine. Wow, everything's, okay. you know, not a, no, no issue there. So in my mind, it'd been checked and... Right. Um, it, it's it's funny because on the day of the ultrasound that I knew, I think it was I think it was a twelve week one where they were going to check um, for the cleft um, mm. and other abnormalities and things yes. like that. I do remember having a conversation with my mother in law because she, she actually came to that ultrasound with me, saying, "You know what? If there's going to be anything wrong with the baby." You know, I hope it's like a cleft. And she looked at me like, are you crazy? Why would you even say that? And I said, because it's familiar to me. I know that this is something I can deal with. I can yeah. handle this, you know. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know why I had that conversation or that thought. Mm. Um, and then we went in and everything was cleared and didn't give it another thought um, until Paris was born. And, right. uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, it was um, – uh, it was a long labour. So, so, right, okay, yeah, yeah I'm to save you. <laughs> a long, um, she was, you know, well, I didn't know I was having a girl at the time. I didn't know what mm. I was having. But it's it's funny because one thing that stood out for me was through my whole labour was that the nurses kept saying, 
um, oh, wow, this baby's so happy, you know, this baby mm. is so calm, um, this baby's, you know, uh, like there was even every contraction, there was no, you know, like stress on the baby whatsoever. Um, mm. And I was just like, well, very good, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm dying here. I just want, you know, yeah, um, yeah, I, after yeah. 22 hours, I'm done. Um, mm. And so when the doctor delivered her and put her on me, I do remember just looking down and seeing, oh, it's, it's a girl. And then I looked at her face and straight away I knew, like, and right. I actually said, um, oh, she's, she's got a cleft. And yeah. the doctor who was still, you know, busy mm. down the other end, he, I remember him popping up and saying, no, she doesn't. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, she doesn't because the doctor said she doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. I looked to the midwife to my right and she, I, I just remember her nodding her head and goes, yes, she mm. does. And yeah. So right at that moment, what was, what was going through? I, oh, I was, look, you know, as, as much as, you know, I was happy that she was healthy and what have you, but straight away I, yeah, my heart just sank and I just, yeah, I how felt, did, how, did, yeah. How, did, how did Brent? Yeah. He was really good. Like he was fine. Like it didn't, like mm. he was super strong and yeah. didn't, when I say it didn't seem to bother him, it obviously did, but he was just like, it's okay. My mum was there at the same time and mum was like, it's right. okay, we can do this. We've done this before yes, yes. and, yeah, we'll do this mm. again. So, um yeah, so it was actually, yeah, it was quite yeah. confronting. Um, yeah. But I was lucky that I had m- like a massive support system around me. So, yeah, yeah. So I was about to say, so that's, she, she's born and obviously that's it, you know, I mean, for any parent, regardless, you know, yeah. regardless, yeah. You, you know, as a parent, you do this as, as soon as your child's born, you check <laughs> their fingers, check their toes, you, you do the whole big, you know. Yeah, I just think it's just something that you obviously you don't it, want for your child, but it, no. it is what it is. So, no, right. Um, but yeah, then my whole family, because she was born at two o'clock in the morning, yeah. Um, my whole family came in because that's what we do. So, yeah. like my brother, my two sisters, my dad, um, Brent had the esky there, you know, yeah. with the alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, to yeah. celebrate right. and we did like I sort of kind of sat there stunned and they were all like nut this is this is yeah. you know we're here and yeah. we've got you and yes, yeah. you know let, let's do this and that's mm. so well, I remember getting the phone call and yeah you know and you told me and I was just like and even my mum said you know what Chantel's got this yeah yeah and and like you said you had your mum there just when you know what yeah it's all going to be good because look at you yeah we've you know? done this she, before she did that that mm. road that journey with you and um passing that yeah. onto you going okay yeah you know? and I was lucky too because the hospital was amazing um mm. so that night they actually straight away uh put a tube down Paris's throat right. to feed her okay. because she couldn't feed properly right. um so straight away the tube went down um like I said she was born at like two o'clock in the morning by the time we got back to the room I think it was like closer to four o'clock or something like that then so I had her in my room for that night but then then, just explaining like to our listeners who can't visually like imagine or see what yeah so just explain sort of you know what what are we what are we looking at when we're dealing okay so generally it's like when both sides of the face form they they're in Mm. two halves and they come together but with a cleft it's that the, the both sides really don't form. Right. So for Paris, she had what they call a um, like a bilateral cleft of the lip and right. palate. So basically, she only had like a tiny little U shape, what would be as a top lip, mm-hmm. and then um, and then no roof of her mouth whatsoever. Right. So the roof was totally like not there. Then she had another little. I would describe it as like three gums. So you'd have like one side gum, another side gum, but in the front it was just like a little ball and mm. little ball of a gum and that right. gum was actually up near her nose. Right. So it, the whole thing was open. Yeah. So obviously for feeding, it 
straight away there was no breastfeeding, even bottle feeding mm. wasn't going to happen because, right. um, yeah, she had no suction. suction there was yeah. no way that – so straight yeah. away, the, like I, that's why the um, hospital stepped in right. to put the tube down her throat, yeah. um, put some formula, um, mm. gave her some formula and, um, yeah, that was her first feed actually. Right. So, so virtually from when she was born, that's when the process started. Straight away, yeah. It was – yeah, it was straight and away. I think as you were saying before, they – it's like the beginning, the reconstruction of the palate from day dot. Yes. Of getting her to how she was going to be fed and how she was going to swallow and. Um, yeah, and so it forth. was. Yeah. But I suppose we take for granted how much that the palate up on top that we actually need for speech, for eating, for. Yeah, everything. Like, how was her breathing with all that? How was that? Yeah, um, breathing was okay. Very noisy and yeah, that right, like okay. very very noisy. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, she was fine mm. as far as breathing goes. It didn't impact her um, at all. So I was lucky with that. So, yeah, so the next morning the, the special care nurse, nurses came down and said, yeah. no, she needs to come with us down into the special care nursery. Right. Yeah. And um, I was very lucky, like my paediatrician at the time said to me, do you know a plastic surgeon? Do you know, like, mm. do you have a paediatrician? And she was our first, so I was like, no, I don't have yeah. anything. My plastic surgeon had retired long ago. Um, so, I, again, very fortunate. I had the paediatrician in my room pretty much first thing that yeah. morning, um, mm. the, like on that Friday. She was born on Friday, like early hours of Friday morning. Um, and he said to me, I've already contacted the plastic surgeon and he'll be in to see you today. Right. And I was like, okay, wow. And um, mm. Dr. Peter Haywood is Paris's plastic surgeon, um, yeah. an amazing, amazing man. And he came in to see me and he pretty much said to me, he goes, we're going to be friends for the next 20 odd years. And mm. we still are. Um, yeah. We still see him. We're still on yeah. that journey. And he was right. And he just said, he goes, it's okay. Like he goes, I do this all the time. He goes, I go overseas and I repair kids without, you know, mm. anaesthetic and everything. He goes, he goes, we're going to be fine. We've got and this. And so what day are we talking here after her birth? That was her first day. First day. First right. day. Okay, yeah. so then all of a sudden you go into this. Yeah, it was It was almost like, okay, like caregiver mode, what yeah. are we going to do? Um, yeah. So back down to this special care nursery working out how she's going to be fed because yeah. um, they still had the tube down her throat and she kept mm. like using her, her throat to – push it out that's what the nurses kept saying to me oh she's a bit cheeky this one and um so then yeah so then I was um expressed trying to express milk and they had um what they called a Haberman feeder it was a special bottle that they Mm. were using it's almost like um it had a really soft teat on it so you just um almost drip it into her mouth like yeah so the bottle would yeah so because she couldn't Mm. like suck at all so yeah yeah. so that was pretty much then and then straight from hospital um we were in the hospital for five days um home and then straight down to the children's hospital to see the um the dental clinic and that's so Paris I think you were I think you were uh maybe you're seven days because we would have yeah yeah maybe yeah, seven days old, I think it was, mm. when we went down to the children's hospital. And yeah. a seven-day-old baby I had to hold while they were doing up moulds for a plate to go in her mouth. Right. So yes. she was yes. bleeding everywhere because she's seven oh. days old and they're trying to shove, you know, like how yes. you go to the dentist yes. and have yes. a denture type yeah. thing done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, yeah, uh, five days later that was ready, back down mm. to get this um, plate fitted for her face. And yeah. that so, yeah. which then um, had wires that stuck to her cheek Um and this other bit of elastoplast that we used to try and push down mm. the 
the um, the gum that was at the front. So quite an invasive process for you visually to see her going through as a, an innocent baby. Oh, it was so hard. It was it's, just, yeah. You know, Paris is just... Paris was just doing what she... Yeah, she had no idea. do, but then the sense of the, mm. the discomfort of having yeah. all this happening, which is, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and like, you know... Um, it was it was hard for, like I think for everyone because with this plate they did say to me, Chantel, this plate is so important that this has to stay in your baby's mouth twenty four seven. It mm, cannot come I remember out. Remember you saying that. And this will give her the best results yeah. um, because what what it'll do it'll actually close up the palate a little bit and push down the gum at the front and therefore the surgeon then has got a less hole oh, yeah. to try and repair. Yeah. Um, so Brent and I were like. When I was when I was down, he was like, "No, she needs this," yeah. you know. And when he was down, I was like, "No," you know. Yeah. So we were the yin and the yang, and we just it, it just happened. So yeah, apart it worked, from it that sort of support, did was there other support for like for yourself, yourself apart from the doctors? Like, was there sort of you know um, there other, are, other families that you sort of knew of that you um, for me, with, or was it just a matter of you just focusing on just? Yeah, for me at that time, I didn't really know about Clef Pals, which was um, yeah. it, which is an organisation yeah. really for parents with children with mm. like Clef Pallets. I wish I had. Mm. Um, I have had many conversations with Clef parents since, and that um, you know not just through Clef Pals. I'm saying like through other organisations, like yeah. through friends that have had children with Clefs. But um, yeah, I wish I'd known about them earlier because they will then put you in contact with all these different bottles. And because right. the bottle at the time that I got, I took home from the hospital, um, that was sixty dollars for the one bottle, oh, wow. and the teat on that pretty much was destroyed. You know, like within a couple of weeks because of the 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 plate that plate. Paris had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas these other there's these other pigeon bottles that cleft parents use um, yeah. to to feed their kids, and they're yeah. they're still expensive, but they're a lot more affordable than mm. um, that initial mm. one. So, yeah, so it was lots of, you know, um, those challenges in those early years. Um, but the Children's Hospital at Westmead have been fantastic. I, you know, I couldn't have done it without them and their clinic support there, you know, like whether it be speech, um, hearing, um, all those sort of things. Do we, do we have a is – there, is there a Cleft Planet clinic somewhere in Australia, like the head office of Cleft Planet, or is it just – Palette, yeah, so in, it, or is it just in um – uh, yeah, uh, in hospitals uh, as such. Yeah, I think it's more run through cleft clinics through those hospitals and stuff. Mm. So, um, which is which is obviously hard too because even down at Westmead, there's lots of families that have to come from the rural wow. areas. Okay. I've been down there many a time on these um, uh, these cleft clinic days, and parents are like, "Oh, now we've got to get the train back. You know, it's going to take us a few hours to still get home from here, and yep. and yep. all the rest of it." So, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, mm. right. So well. As we move on... Yeah, sorry, Paris, letting you just <laughs> sitting there. Okay. Yeah. As we move on, we're talking about you, Paris. Mm. Um, first of all, you know, what I saw when you were born and, you yeah. know, what you had to go through and what your mother and dad had to go through to seeing you endure, you know, a lot of the pain, a lot of struggling with eating and... Yeah. But your resilience and just your... Uh, attitude was, to life. Attitude yeah. to life. Look how amazing. Look how amazing. Even the surgeries you've had, but we're going to talk about that in a little while, just how stunning you are. <laughs> like you wouldn't even, just like your mum, yeah. that, that it's just, uh, it's amazing. But I think that's because of your, like I said, your resilience and your sort of uh, free-spirited attitude to life. 
that you. has made you the way you are. So I just wanted to yeah. put that in because, mm. honestly, if I had said to someone, Paris has got, you know, a cleft palate, mm. it would be like, well, what was wrong? What was wrong? Because <laughs> like, you look at you and it's mm. amazing. So oh, credit to the doctors, you. but yes. a lot to yes. your mother, your father and, and mm. yourself. So and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, of course. So tell me, Paris, what challenges did you, do you, do you recall from a young age that you think you had with this cleft palate or did you realise? Um, did you realise you were different? Did you realise there was something different on your face compared to others or did you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, going through high school, I felt like I fit in really well. Yeah. Like everyone, it wasn't, I didn't get bullied a lot, which was kind of a good thing. What obviously, about primary? What about primary? Let's go back to primary. Yeah, obviously, like, there was bullying at times, you know, like, as you do as a child anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I had a really strong group of friends and even, like, I went to school with some family and my cousin Callum would always stick up for me if anything kind of went down. Right. My speech was definitely something that impacted me, but more me personally. Okay. Um, I hated doing speeches at school. Mm. I hated doing presentations. Anything like that, where I had to talk in front of were you a supported? Large group were of you people. supported through that? Did the school support you with that? Um, it was a requirement for everyone, and I think it was, which is fair enough. You have to yep. speak in front of a class. But I was lucky in the sense that my class was respectful of me, and they mm. knew. I think know, too. You went to that school from year one. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Again, I think you grew up with a lot of those those kids and they yep. just accepted it yep. and it wasn't mm. really even thought of. And I think even your yep. teachers were the same. Probably didn't even think about yep. your speech not being, you know, like Clear the greatest. Or, yeah. or, you know, articulating. Yeah, that's mm. right, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My speech was probably the most impactful thing mm. out of that, it all that you had. anything right. else. Tell us about your surgeries then. How many, like, how many surgeries have you had and do you recall... Um, that you, you've gone through? Um, the I recall three main surgeries that I've gone through, which are probably my largest three surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, the others, obviously, were when I was a lot younger that I probably don't really remember much of. Yeah. yeah so, well, so Paris, you're 21 now. Yeah. So, overall, how many have you had up and from your born? Uh, well, well, maybe mum can help me. Yeah, so, well, she had her first um, lip repair, so they closed her, her lip up when... Um, when she was three months old, okay, um, right. so twelve weeks old, um, and then they repaired majority of the palate when she was nine months old, yeah, um, and at the same time, um, that was the one I think you also they did a grommet surgery as well. So mm-hmm. because for those who don't know, a lot of children with cleft palates have issues with their hearing, right? Um, so quite often they'll have gluey. Gluey. Gluey, yep. So no matter mm. what, they'll put grommets yep. in to help yep. drain the ears um, yep. because, again, that all comes back to a lot of the speech part as mm. well. Mm. So, um, so yeah, then she had issues with the grommets, so she had to go back in and have grommets put back in again. Um, and then they were probably the ones that you she wouldn't have remembered. And then we move on to the first bone graft mm. operation that she's mm-hmm. had. So, uh, so you probably in about year three. Do you recall that one? Year three. I was in year four for year that four. one, and I pretty much recall majority of it. I recall. Right. I remember a lot from my three surgeries. Right. Okay. The larger ones. And how were you? How were you at the time? Like, how were you feeling? Like, was it was it quite daunting for you? Yeah, definitely. I think the first time you don't know what to expect, so right. it kind of hits you a bit like a truck. Yep, um, yep. Whereas you're a bit more prepared the rest of the times. Yep, yep. Um, so obviously, you know, the surgeries are pr- very hard. They're very 
you know, painful and long. Mm. But mm. I do recall lots of ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, <laughs> ice cream, ice cream. Yeah, yeah because um, because with the bone graft, they had yeah. to take bone from her hip, so mm. it wasn't just one no. area that she was yeah. feeling pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then it was a like pretty much a soft liquid diet. Um, for Ooh. I think it was like close to. Six, six weeks six or something weeks, yeah. so yeah. but initially i remember she was so excited going yeah ice cream whipped cream blah, blah, blah. and then yeah. by the end of it she was like oh i'm over it i don't like yeah, that stuff i was anymore. so excited to have so much time off school and then it's like i got after like two weeks i wanted to go back to school mm. Mm, mm, mm. what other sort of like challenges did you have sort of like you know from being young in the sense of maintaining like did she have to have a mouth guard that she had to clean did she have to have that always cleaned out did you her brushing your teeth and all that how was that yeah only it was only the um the palate the um the what's it called the plate that she had when right. she was a baby that right. had to stay oh, okay. in um other than that no, no she, you didn't have i've had retainers oh, retainers, oh, from retainers. Right. okay yeah yeah um, yeah like a lot of yeah mainly retainers mm. during mm. braces and stuff like that yeah because a big part of it um actually before yeah even like with the bone grafts and things like that is then moving teeth um because again not all cleft children but paris is actually missing teeth um that just never came so and then one of them decided to pop up in the middle of in the middle of a pallet so then that had to be chained and and dragged over into into where they're going to do the bone grafts so the bone grafts then go in both sides of where the the cleft was um Mm. yeah so well for Fortunately, unfortunately, one side took the first bone graft well, the other side didn't. Then that's mm. why she had to go in for a second bone graft. Um, but again, it, it, they were saying that the cleft is actually too deep in her right. face um, yeah. to actually fully close mm. that up. So, mm. yeah. So apart from your mum, who's, you know, had been down this road like you have, have you met anybody else with a cleft palate? Um, I... Was in a Discord group actually a while ago um, with a lot of people that also had clefts and they would kind of talk about it, their experiences. Um, in person, I wouldn't say I've met many people. No, the, the only one is that I, ha- I had a – I've actually had two friends that have had children right. since Paris been like born with a cleft um, mm. and one of them in particular um, invited us up for, for, for dinner. So their other two children – could mm. have like they had photos of we had photos of Paris from when she was born to how she you know after operations and things like that so just to give them an idea of yeah. what to expect mm. um you know um as well so well you're, yeah. you're a true inspiration mm. in that regard because you endured and persevered with all those operations and following what your mum you know the routines that your mum put in place for you to make sure that orally that you always you know clean and making sure that you followed through the right protocols for what the doctors wanted you to do i mean look at the outstanding you know result and i think that's that's wonderful that you can sort of inspire someone else to you know to say it's It's hard yeah yeah Yeah. 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 and i think that's probably the biggest thing is you know um is to show people Mm. that it's okay like you know there is um like the plastic surgeons um, and other things that they can do for children nowadays, like it is amazing um, mm. what they can do um, reconstruction-wise. Um, even with Paris now, like um, she's still going through her journey as far as with teeth and things like that, yeah. um, and that's the path that we're still on at the moment. And, but, again, down the track there could be even more things that could actually help 
um, with the with the clefts and things like that. So, so, yeah. so what, did, what did we say roughly? Overall, there's been how many operations? Probably five. She five just, yeah, Paris had another one this year. Um, again, it was just to close mm. what they call fistulas. So it's like a, yep. a hole yep. still up in a palate. Yeah. Um, so hasn't gone totally to plan. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at another okay. surgery in February okay. um, next year. Right, right. Um, but, um, yeah, mm. get there. Mm. Mm. So, do you think your cleft palate journey has had any positive? Yeah, impact? Um, I definitely believe so. I think it almost grows you in a different way as a person. And I haven't lived my life without the cleft, so obviously I can't really speak saying I'm different. Mm-hmm. But um, in a way, I feel like a lot of people will look at me and be like, "Oh, poor you, poor you." But mm. I don't have that attitude. It's like I've lived my life with this. Um, you know, I keep a positive mindset. It kind of makes me look at other things that you go through in life and you look at it in a different lens in a way. Mm-hmm. And you're able to look at other people as well that are clearly way worse off than you and not judge and almost like, you know, feel for people a yeah, lot empathy. more. Empathy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful words. Yeah. That, and that's, that's lovely to have that sort of outlook and and, and you've embraced it in, yeah. in, in, in fact, mm. you know. So, um and, and then the end result, a positive result of who you are today. And like I said, I've had the, the honour and pleasure of knowing you from when you were born and you're an amazing young lady and oh, you continue you. to be amazing and you look stunning, <laughs> absolutely you. stunning, <laughs> like your mother. <laughs> no, well, yeah, she, like one thing, um, I had someone come and see me after I'd had Paris and and said just simply, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm good and... and like they asked the deep question, no, how are you? And mm. and I, I was upset obviously at the time and their words to me changed um, mm. my outlook. They even said, look at this innocent baby. She doesn't need any pity. She doesn't need any sorrow. She doesn't need my guilt or my burden or mm. anyone's. Let her live her own life. Let her, you know, embrace herself. Um, yeah. She doesn't know any different. So don't yeah. put those predispositions mm. on her. Yeah. Um, and that's been a big way that Brent and I have actually, we've, we've grabbed that and went, yeah, you're right. So um, I think it's just been, it's been part of our life and it is what it is. And we're blessed with having a beautiful, healthy child and, you know, so grateful for her and, and her personality that, mm. you know, she brings. Um, and she is, like she's got a big, beautiful heart and I think that that's helped like it's whole, our whole family's like yes. that. Even Lincoln's yep. like that. He's very empathetic towards people because you know what we don't judge and no, that. So no, that's yeah, that's right. Well, well, that's wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing this amazing story. And Anytime. um, thank you. And uh, you know, I know you can do amazing things. You know. I'll, Geez, your future is, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. already started to be a very bright and wonderful future that you've got. But um, but thank you again and um, thanks, Chantel, for no, sharing you. your story. <laughs> thank you from both sides, I guess. So, But no, thanks, Paps, and that, yeah, we thank love you lots. Thank you for having lots. me. No, yeah, you're well, welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for right, listening. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye.